I want to keep adjusting my glasses. Okay, hello. Hello, hello, and hello. Oh, we're live. Yes, yes, it's happened. Finally. It's... I'm sure somewhere Marky has a notification. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> somewhere. He's just scrambling somewhere. through his phone. Okay, are we ready? Then let's begin. I suppose so. Sure. Hi, welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are bringing you Transformers news from around the world with a slightly Australian accent. Um, this weekend is auspicious. It is the most important, the most important weekend that has happened for a while because um, we've had a lot of Transformers toy reveals, and the most important reveal is going to happen on Monday morning when we get a new Doctor. Wait, no, sorry, that's the wrong podcast. <laughs> Hi, uh, so we're going to be talking about Transformers. This week, we're going to be talking about new Transformers reels hot off the press from New York Comic Con. Some uh, Bumblebee, Blitzwing, and Starscream debate will be hotting up, even though uh, one side of the debate is not here. And uh, do we have a wave of new third-party figures to discuss? I'm not sure we do, but it's in the run sheet. So we're either going to do it or we won't. But all of that and more will or won't be coming up after this. Not anymore, it's not. That was one of those times. <laughs> that was added. <laughs> okay, shall we go? Mm-hmm. Shall we go? Okay, right. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Jason. Joining me this week, we have Max coming to us from Adelaide in South Australia. How are you doing, Max? I'm doing real well, thank you. Uh, you, know, you anywhere near as underwater as Sydney is this week? Uh, no, we've actually had a couple really nice dry days recently, so it finally feels like sun to get out of winter, which is nice. Yes, we've had that too, but then it's it's suddenly just taken a nosedive back into winter towards the end of the week, and uh, I had to swim home tonight. Well, you know, I suppose it's technically good for you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that has never been said about Sydney before. <laughs> Brad, how are you doing? Coming from your undisclosed oh, location in country Victoria, I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I um I put a task to myself this week about sitting back and thinking. How could you do a solid reboot on Transformers to make it more adult, to sort of move past the uh, the action figure guide for kids and all that? And I don't think you can. Oh, okay. Well, that that, that went well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big ideas. Poorly executed. Well, that we'll get to that later. Yeah, um, we certainly will. Yes, we shall. Now, uh, look, just a small production note. If I sound weird and different this week, um, apologies. I am trying out a new headset. Uh, it is the it is the uh, the upcoming Razer Ifrit. Um, big thank you to Razer for loaning it to me. And if it doesn't work very well, then I won't be using it again. But uh, next week we might be back to the normal uh, the normal microphone. If you're watching the video podcast, I am a little bit freaked out by the fact that the microphone is here <laughs> instead of here, and uh, the good thing about it is I can actually like I can move around and I can turn my head around and um, it doesn't take my it doesn't take my input away from the uh, microphone. But the bad thing is I'm just totally not used to it. Uh, so if it gets a little bit weird, I apologize. Question: Yes, is it 
is it Bluetooth enabled or is it plugged into an ear jack? It actually doesn't have Bluetooth. It does plug into a headphone jack. That's all right. Yeah. So you don't have to fall on or worry about falling into the trap of going to the toilet with it on your head. Uh, no, no, yeah, no. It, it, look, it's got a, it's got a long table, but it won't yeah. make it to the bathroom. Okay. See, I just don't <laughs> trust the quality of product made by a company called Razer. Um, oh. Well, so Razer is Razer's quite a well-regarded gaming brand, but um, they also make uh, they also make smartphones and uh, they make a lot of smartphones. Okay. They do, they do. They, they actually they purchased a company called Nextbit, um, and they use Nextbit's technology to make their phones now. I've got I've got a couple of keyboards and mouses, and they're quite nice. But yeah, they're Max, pretty cool. Max might have had a bad experience. <laughs> Well, we won't talk about that then, shall we? No. Because they were kind enough to, kind enough to give us the headphones to try out. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yep. what have we all been up to this week? Personally, I cannot believe another week has gone by. And, um, yeah, frankly, it's it's begun the end run of the year into Christmas. Um, hell, I think Daylight Savings begins this weekend. Oh, don't even mention it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Hate is such a strong emotion for a thing that exists like daylight savings. It infuriates. <laughs> I hate Why? it. I, I don't know how else to express how much I dislike it. <laughs> I don't. Under, I don't understand why people hate it so much. It's just it doesn't you know, add any time to the day. It just shifts. Well, no, that, like you can't, yeah, but yeah, you, you, you schedule balance around it. Look, no, it doesn't. You need to spare a thought for the farmers. Um, like farmers are panicking everywhere because daylight savings. You're not a farmer, Brad. I farmers, was. <laughs> farmers are panicking everywhere this weekend because of the extra hour of sunlight that their crops will be getting, and um, like it's a bit of a problem. They won't because you lose that hour in the morning. It doesn't make any difference. And in, <laughs> in tonight's episode of Does the Internet Have a Sense of Humor, I present Brad. <laughs> Uh, shall we shall we talk about some transformers? Let's before right, let's, I go let's, insane. Let's, before you go insane, I don't I think it's a bit late. Yes, uh, well. Let's start with the Bot Shots Weekly Contest. Uh, this is the TCCO Weekly Facebook photography competition. We encourage you to take your bots out of the cabinet and uh, get them out into the, the real world outside and uh, Take a photo and um, see whether or not you can see, see whether or not you can topple Tyson Richards because I'm not entirely sure that you can at this point. He's won too many of them, and this week he is again the winner. With this, Someone with drug this test this man, please. <laughs> <laughs> with this pose, uh, Masterpiece Hot Rod is fishing in a somewhat shallow seashell. Uh, <laughs> look at the size of it; it's a double whopper, all right. Um, I'm not sure. Is it actually a double whopper? Can then can anyone I'm, tell? I'm not. No, very it's well not. It's actually on the menu shade no, of it's hungry jacks. Not. <laughs> not a double whopper because if you look at the box, the part that says double is not pressed in. Mm. Tyson, no, go back and do it again. No, no, shame, hungry jacks. He's completely shame. gotten the quote wrong. It's a whopper, all right. I don't know why it need to be double whopper. I know. I, I know. He wanted to just go out and get one myself and just post. It's a whopper, all right, and put the photo beside his and see if, who got the most likes and just see who recognised the the misquoting. <laughs> uh, it's a fantastic photo, Tyson. But I don't know. I do not understand why you've gone for double whopper instead of just it's a whopper. Maybe he, it, maybe he bought a double whopper and just couldn't get past that fact. Like, yeah, no, yeah, ma yeah. Maybe must be accurate. 
Maybe it's the quote annoyed that they forgot to press the double button then. It's the quote from the film. It's a whopper, all right. I, just, I don't get it. All right. Anyway, congrats, man. Good job. Congratulations. Uh, at the end of each month, we do a random draw of all the weekly winners to see who gets to take away a little prize. What, what is the prize for this month, Brad? Did we, did we decide or was that last? Uh, no, we haven't got one yet. Right. Get it up in the next week. We'll figure something out. Yeah. I think it's time we get to some news because um, we started a little bit late and uh, it's, time to, it's time to just go headlong into it. What do you reckon? Mm-hmm. We're going to move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from Vi Yonder? It has been a day of uh, reveals. Look, the last 24 hours, in fact, definitely the last 24 hours, starting about this time last night, some stuff started hitting Twitter. This guy. So this guy generated quite a lot of, uh, quite a lot of buzz and speculation for a few hours. Um, there was a, so New York Comic Con is on at the moment in New York. We actually seem to have two members from TCCA's Facebook group over at New York Comic Con at the moment having a good time. Uh, Victorian Victoria rep uh, Chris Steffo was over there and uh, I did see another person over there and I've forgotten his name, I'm sorry. Now, uh, Matthew Elric Romeo, I believe his name was. Uh, so yeah, there's a couple of people over there having a bit of fun and uh, there's there was a Hasbro, as they said, a Hasbro Transformers brand panel organized for uh that hit overnight but there was a seemed to be a breakfast event that happened earlier in the morning we've seen breakfast events from hasbro at new york comic con before last year they revealed uh last year they revealed uh, titans return trypticon was it last year was it the year before i don't know year before yeah yeah yeah, you're probably right maybe Hmm, yes no he came out last year Whatever. <laughs> I don't. I look. I don't know what year it is. Uh, this year. Now we have. We've seen a lot of speculation over Transformers: uh, War for Cybertron Siege. The question has been, where are the Decepticons? And Hasbro finally, after a, what feels like a few months, has answered the question in style. They've revealed the evil side of the lineup for Siege, and it was it was at this event where people were coming in and they were given these these uh, this artwork as posters to take away with them. So. Uh, there's this fantastic shot of Megatron with some Tetra Jets behind him and a little bit of uh, stuff in the foreground that seems important for later. And then there was this one as well with uh, Megatron's throne on top of what looks like a defeated Guardian head. Now, more importantly here, we've got we've got very Generation 1-looking uh, Decepticons here. So we've got Soundwave, we've got Starscream, Shockwave, and good old Thundercracker is there in the background as well. And of course... Megatron himself sitting on the throne. Now, if we go back, we can see that uh, there is, in fact, a there is, in fact, a what, what would be a dead Guardian head here because there's a, a there's a a bullet hole. Not that the Transformers actually fire bullets. Hmm. There is a bullet hole in the glass. On uh, we're going to call it Omega Supreme's head, but I don't think it's Omega Supreme. But uh, I mean, they've said it's like story wise, it's just it's a, a Guardian. It's yeah, a Guardian, and then yeah. the inevitable toy is. Will be Omega Supreme. Yeah, let's let's not lose our shit to the fact. It, it, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. So, uh, so th- this poster was explained by someone at Hasbro as uh, Megatron having created a throne for himself out of a dead Guardian. 
So yeah. Now, so this fueled a bit of speculation overnight that uh, we will be getting a Titan Amiga Supreme. We're going to have a bit of a look in on that rumor later on. But this was the opening for the event for the Transformer Siege Decepticon reveals, and we're going to go right into it. We open up with uh, we open up with a, a press photos. We're going to alternate between press photos and an actual actual photographs of the bots that Hasbro set up in a little bit of a battle scene and a, a diorama, which seemed to be in um, probably a hotel room or a function room near near uh, either near or at New York Comic Con. I think it was nearby, um, and, and given that it was a press event, so Megatron, very very generation one form here with the addition of uh with the addition of a massive sword weapon yeah, very sort of g1 toy looking sword yeah yeah it really it really is isn't it there's a so it, it's at this point we should probably call out the um the, the sort of distressed paint aesthetic <laughs> now we have seen it on we've seen it on the press renders for the autobots before but it hasn't really been quite as overt and so it's it's way more obvious on these press renders and uh then you can you will see it in some of the photos as well so yeah um you can see there's a lot of sort of scuff marks and stuff on megatron's legs there and a lot across his chest the rest of him is kind of scuff free but we'll see how that goes he's got this trademark cannon on his arm and he's ready he's ready for battle so um yeah he's got got a massive sword as well now there's a good chunky aesthetic to um there's a good chunky aesthetic to his limbs and I think it really does adhere a lot to G1, which is really impressive when you then look at this and go, well, they actually made that into a tank. Yeah, it's a massive color switch as well. Yeah, but yeah, this, this it really tank is. is predominantly black, whereas the other mode is very much predominantly uh, sort of gray silver. It looks to me like his uh, his tank mode is sort of predominantly his legs on the outside that sort of yeah, seem to probably, split open and make the bring the black. It's probably a lot of you know him sort of face down over black stuff is towards his back yeah yeah you're, you're probably right it's probably flipped off his back in fact i'm pretty sure i have seen photographs of megatron's back that uh that bring this up now uh this is also uh this is also a shot with um which is which is the uh, micromaster we've got here or one of the battle masters this is blowpipe yeah so yeah so blowpipe can form an, an additional weapon for him and uh then there's sort of a there's sort of a um a battle effect that uh, you can also attach there as well. Yeah, I think the thing to note with Siege is at this point, the line is a fair few line-wide gimmicks. So it's like G1 robot mode, cyber training alt mode, these weapons carried across, and the battle damage paint. So there's a few like sort of line-wide themes that continue through all these figures. Yeah. And so we'll take we'll go into the go into the actual real shot here. Now this this image really really struck me quite you know quite immediately it's a really impressive shot and i mean props to hasbro for setting up the whole thing because uh like setting up little battle dioramas like this is not easy at all and they've really gone above and beyond with this one thing i will say is that it does sometimes make it a little bit difficult to tell who's who in some of the photos but we'll have we'll have a look and we'll delve into those a little bit more later so you can see here megatron's quite well posable and quite well articulated now i think he's uh i think he's sort of relying on his um left leg to sort of prop him up a little bit there but um still pretty well done and uh you can see he's got the sword his cannon sort of is a little bit higher up his arm than i expected it would be but i guess it's yeah, well, it doesn't look like he has five mil pegs on his forearms as well so you can sort of go for both looks 
Yeah, yeah, I can see I can see a hole just under just under the cannon, the front of the cannon. Yeah, because of how much weapons customizability is, you know, a one line feature for these guys, you know. Yeah, that's right. You just change chop and change stuff around a bit. Like and then even if you look at his tank mode, you can see that they've swapped around parts so that a cannon actually has much more of a different look there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, traditionally these days when Megatron turns into a tank, his, his cannon becomes the main gun uh, of of the tank. But yeah, there are some there are some serious changes to it. You can also see some tank treads on his back. Probably explains where some of the extra black comes from. And there's the uh, there's the tank mode more up close there. So yeah, you you can see there's sort of his main arm cannon is in there, but then there's an attachment to the front of it. Yeah, and it's like is it that is attachment part of the sword? Uh, yeah, it sort of forms the core. Yeah, there you the go. Sword. So there you go. Look, look, people will say it's a little bit of parts forming. I don't really care. It looks fine. It's an evolution of what they've done for the Combiner Wars Megatron, where the whole gun was his arm, where now they've got that little bit extra that comes off, just so it's not a big, big yeah. cannon on his arm. Yeah, it, the, the whole Combiner Wars gimmick. Megatron's cannon was a bit weird. Sorry, sorry, Max. Mm. Yeah, well, like if the whole gimmick is you know weapon customization, then I see no reason for this to be taken as an issue. Yeah. So you can see his uh, you can see his leg at the back there and the the backpack part at the front um, forming the the tank. It tray. does, like even more, as good as it looks, it does seem to adhere to that like generic. Okay, we're gonna make a transform into a tank, just do the whole H take <laughs> thing, you know, or it's just four limbs spread out and a turret on top. But for for no. just a generic H tank, it does look pretty solid. No, that we'll get to some other alt modes later. This doesn't seem like very much of a Cybertronian alt mode, especially with the tracks. Like you, you'd think it'd just be a hover tank. Um, yeah, maybe. Look, maybe it is actually a hover tank. I might be speaking. I might be misspeaking about the um the tracks. Yeah, no, look, no look, look, you can there. you can see some there. Yeah. Anyway, look, anyway. Why, why can't he be both? <laughs> And so one of the other things that Hasbro made a point of uh, at the overnight event was that uh, Megatron and Prime are perfectly scaled to each other. And with them next to each other here, you can see they actually, they do look pretty damn good together. Yeah, you, you always love it to do like Megatron's just like that little bit bulkier and that little bit taller. Or mm. Always works so well. He's also, he's really checking out his own alt mode there. Mm-hmm. He's like, God damn, I look good. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Is this the first time that we've actually seen um, sort of a, a detailed shot of Optimus Prime as well? Like, I feel like we've seen pictures before, but not nothing sort of this up close and detailed. We've seen magazine scans, haven't we? Some, yeah. Or see, at least CG renders. But... Yeah. yeah. So, look, look, I think this is a pretty good-looking Prime. Yeah, God, I feel like we, we've been sleeping on these siege figures a bit. Like, they all look surprisingly really solid. They do. I, look, I think there's some questions about some of the detailing on some of the figures, but these guys seem to have a, a pretty appropriate level of detail. I yeah. still, I, like, I gotta say, I don't really like the distressed paint job looks. And I, I've yet to see someone who does. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Question. Just... Yeah. How do you feel about the distressed look on Masterpiece Megatron? Um, I think Masterpiece Megatron doesn't have a distressed look. Well, he does if your paint the, falls off. The replacement <laughs> chest piece. That's not distress. That's that's battle damage. Okay. Yeah, that's more of a like that's specifically sculpted as well. Yeah. So, is... so the so the thing is here that the the distressed paint job like 
it's not a damaged piece. They've just sort of like they've just done like a speckled paint. The job piece here and there, like yeah. It's busy, you know, being being busy or, you know, being, you know, somewhere messy and and sort of got you know mud and grime all over him. And so like like if you look at his leg, like it looks battle damaged, but it's not. Mm. So yeah, like uh, so that's that's the, the sort of distressed look to the paint jobs that it doesn't really sit very well with me and. I'm kind of hoping that at some point there might just be like a special edition or a, a platinum pack or something that just offers these figures with a, a normal paint job. But oh god, yeah. As, as much as Hasbro loves to reuse molds, surely they've got to show up at some mm-hmm. point down the line. It's yeah, just, and... the paint job almost feels like it's doing a disservice to the figures because they. Look it looks like they left really them outside. Well, they look really well engineered, and the rest of the paint that isn't the down damage looks really solid and could be adequate in and of itself. It's just that you have this weird distressed thing going on, which doesn't really fit in. Mm. And we're going to get to some bots here where it really looks bad. Yeah, that's true. Let, let's, move, let's move on. So uh, we've, we've known for some time that we're going to get a leader-class shockwave out of this line. And uh, lo and behold, we have a leader-class shockwave here. Now, with the, with the Transformers Siege toy line it seems like the leader class figures come with some additional armor that can form sort of in shockwave's case a a kind of a battle platform and uh this this piece can uh, sort of be taken apart and become extra armor that attaches to shockwave so on his own he's got a very uh, he's got a very g1 look um and then he goes weird when you oh hasbro you do make me happy oh really (laughs) yes Really? Is, it's ridiculous. I love it. It's it's fantastic. You just you look at that and it's like, yeah, Shockwave's like a mad scientist. So of course, how's he going to upgrade himself? I don't know. Just like put guns on your feet and get two extra arms. It's fantastic. You sir are an evil little man. <laughs> well, it's because you take away that and you've got like the most G one ass looking Shockwave you've ever seen in the world. Right? You really, you really do. It, it's, so it's, I, it I looks feel, like I feel, the masterpiece. Yeah, I feel like Hasbro's really no, it looks the better. masterpiece on some of these. <laughs> Brad's going to say it looks better because you can't see through his legs. <laughs> you can I see can, into his legs. Maybe, so. maybe the legs look better. I'll give you that much. <laughs> so and here's actually, a, here's a leader class figure too, so he's going to be pretty damn big. Mm. You could, in theory, replace your masterpiece and it wouldn't. it would actually look pretty good. I, pr- I probably would. Probably wouldn't. comparable. Also, there's this. So yeah, um, apparently, this is a reference to Macross. How? Big... It looks I like one of those space carrier I don't things. Because I haven't seen Macross. I f- so I feel like half the Siege line has references to Macross and its alt modes. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see Soundwave come up later on. But like, I don't know what this is. But it's a it's a it's an well, excuse for not making uh for not making a gun. This sure. isn't gonna also, be... this is the this is it with all those add-on parts. Like attached onward so you see you know the bit sticking up there mm-hmm. and you look at the front and it's pretty clear that this is basically just something we can take all the extra bits off and it's going to be his g1 gun mode yeah but of course it's a six shot situation where they can't actually call the gun mode oh that looks it's a space submarine yeah it's just like the fall of cybertron shockwave i don't mind that sort of levitating big cannon sort of mode that oh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't as like I don't know, I feel like it works well as like a spaceship type thing. You've got that raised bridge up there and mm. it doesn't need to be aerodynamic. It needs to be functional because it's mm. a spaceship. This yeah. isn't going to be another Harmony Gold issue, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Anything that involves Harmony Gold is automatically an issue. 
Yeah, but Matt Cross isn't going to say, hey. No, nothing, nothing will involve how many gold. Stop bringing it up. Okay. Let's have a look at some uh, some real photos of Shockwave. Now, this is this is quite this is quite impressive. Like, I got to say, he has a, a bit of a darker purple than I expected. Mm. Like, like from the, these renders, don't really do don't really do the purple of the toy justice. Which I think is a good thing. You know, we're talking about the masterpiece, and that has sort of a very cartoony light purple. Whereas this is, if you want your more toy colored Shockwave, here you go. Because this is what most people remember Shockwave as, because he was this color in a comic as well. Mm. So there's a bit of a there's a, a, a sort of picture from behind, so you can see the, the sort of the front of the uh, the front of the the ship uh, is is you know just sort of sitting there as a bit of a backpack. Are those laser bolt things part of it, or do they just add that to this diorama? Those are little effect pieces. Yeah. Uh, the, you mean the little pink, pink ones? Yeah. Well, we've seen the effect pieces with Megatron, so I'm guessing this being a later figure. Yeah, I, I look. I think they. I think they must sit on the front of the. the um, There's no the, hole there on the cannon or nothing for it. Peg, you must peg over it. I think. It, yeah, I think it just sits over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So look, it, I think it just sits on the nozzle. Also, yeah. go, good on them for sort of going from one one hand, one nozzle to three nozzles, one hand. <laughs> Shockwave is Shockwave is very handy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you see, he's sort of got he's got his um his gun shoes as well. It's fantastic. Like you have your very G one shockwave there, but to just go, it's it, it just jump the shark completely, and it worked. You know, because shockwave, he's he's like a mad scientist. This is how he'd upgrade himself. Do you know the one thing I can't get past with this? What <laughs> the shoulder attachments just look like a leg. But mm. they are, yeah, they are literally the same thing as his legs. Yeah, no, like it's the same sculpt as his G one legs. But then you, if you see on the sides of them, they're thrusters for the old mode, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I wonder if you could fan mode it and just have them as some sort of gun handle underneath oh, his old mode. I suspect it, you might be able to do that because it kind of looks in ship mode. Like you might be yeah, able to sort of just fold it out. Yeah, I suspect this, well, this, this entire line with the whole weapon gimmick and stuff is built with fan moding in mind. I think so, I, I think you can definitely make him into a look at something a like this, and it's like yeah they they want you to muck about with this, basically. Yeah. All right, let's let, let, let's move on. Uh, so lo and behold, uh, Reflector is making a comeback, but uh, Reflector is no longer trademarkable as a name, so he's called Refractor. With really, K. yeah, yeah, he's. We could Ref call it Decepticon Reflector. They do it for the Autobots. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Um, they chose not to. Yeah. And so Reflector has a has a couple of gimmicks. So each of these characters has uh, so so Reflector has this part detachable, and you can I, I don't know if that's sort of shown there, but um, yeah. So there's a spoiler. So you can detach that part so that you can make one of them the the center piece. But if you uh, buy on their own, they sort of they turn into this sort of gun ship kind of thing mode it's got a little bridge there it's hmm. yeah yeah it does kind but, of aggressively um, mediocre if you buy three of them you can attach them together to form a camera oh um, so all three bots oh. are exactly identical you just remove that centerpiece yes so yeah, so, yeah, yep. so you, you, you'll see in the photographs there that, oh yeah um, yep yep 
that you can read this one. Now, this is something that I find really, really cool and impressive. Like, I'm really impressed by the sculpt of this figure and how it looks in person. Now, I also think that um, the BotCon reflector from the, the final year's BotCon was actually probably the precursor to bringing reflector out of storage and making this figure because he did in fact turn into something like this uh it was it was also a bit of a this was also a shockwave repaint let's be honest yeah but uh i feel like that's i feel like that encouraged them to actually get this get this going so uh you can change him from his gun platform ship thing uh you can make you can make a um a really impressive you know retro style camera out of him and uh, it looks like it looks like the parts of the uh, the parts of the lens also turn into a bit of a shield. Uh, for them. I was going to say, so you need you need at least three of them to make that lens. I'm guessing yes, the glass yes, is folded up inside that cover. I think so. Yes. Yeah. It, so looking at that, it looks like it looks like yeah. it's sort of like an opening. Yeah. It's yeah. three sections to the lens in there. Yeah. 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 And one each, and the guns form the tripod and what have you. I don't know. It just looks. Looks really good. I mean, this, it does. This, do, you know, do you know why this looks good? Why? There's no paint distressing on him. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is another thing. Is he looks plain, but he's st he's still covered in paint. Right? He's he's well detailed. He's full of posability, which seems to be something they're really going for here. Like, yeah, look, you, you, you can see. You I can't can see really it. critique him in any negative way. No, no. You, look, looking at these guys here, like you can see. Uh, you can see shoulder joints. You can see the arms can go out, the the elbows. Um, you can see the the legs rotate in and out as well. And these guys even have ankle tilts. Mm. Look at them. So you, you can see you can see the most on the left here. If I assume that up a bit. Like you can see, yeah. there, there's a, a pin there. Yeah, that's really impressive on what is essentially a really small character. I mean, now saying now going for you know heavy articulation is a line wide thing in Siege, and it shows. It, it yeah. really does. And it doesn't need to be a, a forced repaint of another character to try and combine. Like, Jason, you've still, have you still got that Shockwave repaint BotCon set? Yeah, that's, I was talking yeah. about them earlier. They're yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're fantastic. I really still, like them. Those will still hold up, you know? Like, they're, because that's a great, that's one, maybe the best Legends mold ever made. Right? And <laughs> Shockwave is really impressive, yeah. Yeah, and we'll it's still look, they still look like the robot modes. It's like, yeah, you can't really have a camera, but well, it's yeah. more it's a satellite up mode or something, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. more. I don't think yeah, it's, it's still for characters, but it just doesn't feature that one specific thing. So the one the one thing that I'm really impressed with is that they've managed to get the robot mode to G1 accurate, but they've gone a little bit to town on the alt mode, which I think is really impressive. God, yeah, it's it's such a consistent thing here that it looks. The, these robot modes look like they transform for, across all of Siege into exactly the G1 character, and in most cases, they are very far from that. Yeah, there's a couple of little MicroMaster, um, BattleMaster guys in front there. Um, one is Blowpipe, and I can't remember the name of the other one. <laughs> I, was, I was really hoping Max would come in with what? the other one there, but I don't know. They're the same yeah. bot, they're just different colored. So they're actually not like. Oh. The, so the chest is the same but repainted, but the arms actually oh, yeah, do yeah. have some slightly different detailing on them. Yeah. yeah. But like yep. essentially, this you're right. They're the same bot. The other bloke is aimless. Yeah, blowpipe and aimless. Just what yeah. you want for a target master. Aimless, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he is a target master though. So yeah. Hmm. Uh, let's talk about this guy. 
So this is uh, now Starscream is a deluxe, I believe, right? I think he's a Voyager. Maybe he's a Voyager. Yeah, look at look the amount of detail on him would probably say Voyager more than deluxe. Yeah, no, yeah, say. Starscream and uh, Megatron are Voyagers. Yeah. So Starscream has a large amount of detail, but this is the CG render, and I think some of that detail, as we always see with renders, will not actually will not actually be quite as visible when you get the toy in front of you. Oh, sorry, that was my microphone. Um, now he's a, he's got a very he's got a very G one esque bot mode, although yeah, they've taken a few liberties in order to sort of do the transformation that they want, which is for the first time ever, he transforms into a Tetra Jet. Now, hello. This is, a, this is, of course, based on Cybertron, so it's a Cybertronian alt mode. And you might be wondering how the cockpit goes from that, from his G1 <laughs> mode, to that. There's a very easy, there's a very easy answer, which is that um, it is actually on the back. Um, yeah, his, so the, his, the answer his, is it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. The his <laughs> sort of main front of his body is attached to the back of the jet. But that's that's okay. It's neither That's G one accurate. I look, I've seen a lot of people drag this figure. Like it, there is not a lot of love. Hasbro appears, to have, Hasbro appears to have dragged it through something, judging by that paint job. Yes. <laughs> but and you know, I have three frequently said on this podcast that we have not yet had a G1 a G1 style Seeker mold that holds up to modern standards. And I'm pretty sure that people have actually responded to those uh, those those assertions and uh, explained there's a reason for that. And here is your reason. What's the reason? So look, this doesn't look exactly like a Tetrajet. It is. It's actually feel, it actually kind of feels a little bit like a Viper from Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah, I definitely got that feel. Yeah, it, yeah, re- it, it really does. But like, I think it, I do think it's fine. Yeah, no, I think it looks good. That's the thing that I was getting to is that I think this looks like a legitimately good Seeker figure. I mean, sure, yeah. the Tetrajet mode is not entirely accurate, but what are you going to do? Like, it's tricky enough turning the incredibly bricky look of the G1 Seekers into whatever the jet's called. But then you go from that into something like a Tetra jet, which is, you know, entirely smooth curves and everything. You know, that's much harder to achieve. And, you know, to do a moderate looking Tetra jet into a pretty decent looking Seeker robot mode, I'd say, you know, they've achieved it pretty well. Mm. So unique toys or impossible toys, whoever was tried it once. And for the most part, that figure was all right, apart from the fact that the massive, it was, it was a shell former just because of the fact it was a massive Tetrajet mm, yeah. alt mode. But... And it was also really soft detail. Like it, was, mm. it just looked like mush. Whereas this, the detail seems to <laughs> be. It, it, it just looked like plastic mush. I don't understand what plastic mush looks like. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It was like, <laughs> there was no fine edges to anything. Because it was. Oh, okay. It, it was anyway, like, let's talk that's about what the cartoon what looks like. <laughs> let's, let's talk about what is in front of us. So, um, Starscream does, of course, has his have his null ray cannons. Um, get ready they, for four repaints at least, or five. Yeah, look, so this is the thing I was going to say, right? Like, I'm really not looking forward to buying multiples of this. I don't think I will. I don't know if I'll even buy the first. I, I've bought multiples of exactly one Seeker mold. And that's all I'm ever going to buy. I look. I've got multiples of the the you know the G1 generation Seeker kind of thing, like the the all the F15s or whatever they are, and like that's kind of a, that's kind of enough. Like I don't feel the need to go all in on another Seeker, and I 
I don't I don't really feel like this guy's going to be sort of sitting on people's shelves for a long time as like a classic design. These are the only figures from this line I'm looking at actively buying, and that's it's, it, that's purely for the Tetrajet mode and to have the, the Seekers in Tetrajet mode. I, I don't know. I don't get why people aren't responding to this well. I, it looks I, like I, shit. Is it just me? I think it yeah, looks it's really solid. No. It looks like ass. So Maybe it's because so I think every other Seeker mold is crap, so I'm just defaulting to this looks good. But he's a, so he's a Voyager, right? So um, he's going to be fifty bucks. So that too. unless he unless oh, the Voyager price bucks. goes up, yeah, so there's that too. Let's have a look at him in 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 action. Now, this is something. This is something that I wanted to pick up on on some of the figures in this diorama. Some of these do look like they're prototypes that have been sort of hand painted and. I feel like Star Screams. I feel like the red around his chest looks quite messy. It looks like he's been too close to an oven or something. There's just the detail yeah. looks melted. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like these are hand painted prototypes. Oh, no, I, think, I think that red on the chest is supposed to be battle damage, like little splotches of silver. You know how I feel about battle damage. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you feel the same way I do. Um. So yeah, sure. Uh, interestingly, and interestingly enough, notes the uh, the pink firing effect has been attached mm -hmm. to the Skyscreams null rays. So maybe it's not a part of Shockwave. Maybe it's I, just yeah, a... those. I think those come with the Target Masters. So uh, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Speaking of which, also we are looking at Starscream wielding a MicroMaster um, Air Patrol combined together that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Uh, also, they were they were announced as a part of uh, as part of this. As part of this, these reveals. Um, so yeah, there, so there's uh, as we know in the MicroMaster teams this year, this year there's two of them, and in this case, these guys can combine into one weapon. Also pretty neat. There's a lot of lot of different play modes for these guys. Now there's Starscream's Tetrajet mode, and now this does not okay. look as sharp as the renders, <laughs> and so. So this is this is kind of this is kind of where looking at this, I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, okay. And there's a lot of stuff hanging off the bottom of that tetrajet. I know, but what are you gonna do? Like, I don't see how much else they could have done. I still, I, look, I, I, I still say this is the reason they didn't do them before. Yeah, it, it's such an impossible design to achieve. Like, the Impossible Toys ones did it, and they did it accurately, but they were crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas this is inaccurate and looks good. It looks pretty good from this angle, at least. Yeah, the, like it's the, a nice, smooth finish to it. it you know, like one <laughs> sort of continuous surface. And it looks well refined. I, I'm not, I don't want to sing its praises, you know, like it's a renaissance of Transformers engineering, but it just looks solid. I 100% renounced my previous statement. <laughs> <laughs> I had not seen a shot of that bottom. And yes, you do not pose it upside down, but still, wow. Now, look, just to go back to the to go back to my impressions of it being hand-painted, if you look at the way the light is reflecting mm. off the top there, I'm pretty yeah. sure this is a one-off, but yeah. 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 I think, yeah, because yeah, this, this entire plastic looks, it's got too much of a dull finish to it to be... I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I wonder, go, can you go back to the undershot? Hmm? I wonder if there's any way to detach that, if there's a pin or something, just to get rid of those legs. You know, there's pr probably some way you can do it. Hmm. I mean, people have done it with Kibli figures before. Like, you can, I remember that first edition Optimus Prime for Age of Extinction, you could literally form 
<laughs> mode and the vehicle yeah. mode completely separately. Yeah, like, you can probably do it. I, yeah, on the topic of just how much it's carrying underneath, I don't quite see how you deal with that, to be honest. Because oh you, no, because you look at the size of a tetrajet on top, right? And you look at the size of the stuff on the bottom, and you think about how much bigger like that tetrajet casing would need to be to encompass that. Right? <laughs> Can, can, I, can, can I just point out, like, Hasbro didn't need to make Tetrajets. No. They chose to, and this is the design that they've chosen to go with. Like, they could have chosen something else. Yeah. Either the top's got to look bigger, or you're going to have little spindly legs that are going to look horrible, and maybe Bayverse. Yeah, so you'd have you'd either have an undersized Voyager with a large backpack. Yeah. Or it, no, you, yeah, you'd have an undersized Voyager, or you'd have a regular size one, which just has a massive, great backpack on it. Like, there's mm. no real way around this, unless you want to make the entire thing inaccurate and have, you know, all his limbs covered in curved surfaces. Mm. Right, but still, paint it red and white and call it a Viper. <laughs> it does look like that there. It does, doesn't it? Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, this dude has uh, been very popular the last few weeks for some reason. Um, he does appear to be wearing his cassettes on his sleeves, which is an interesting stylistic this choice. Sound wave that's supposed to go in your chest. Yeah, well, so if you look in his chest, some, someone's already in there. So, um, Soundwave has Soundwave has been quite popular the last couple of weeks. Um, he took everyone's breath away in the uh, teaser for the Bumblebee movie last week, and. Uh, this week, we are looking at his War for Cybertron Siege appearance. He's a, He's got a very, very Generation 1 style bot mode. Like, it's really impressive just how just how much they've managed to you know, make this figure look like the G1 bot when he transforms into this. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, this is another Macross thing. That's a, it is a Cybertronian hovercraft. And he was at the beach that day. So this is actually why I'm saying like it feels like the entire line is a Macross reference because it seems like everyone has one of these modes. Yeah, um, look, it looks like a Cybertronian spaceship. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, like a big, does. like a carrier type thing. You know, the cargo mm -hmm. transport or something, which would you know make sense for Soundwave because it's a bit more utilitarian. Like, so one I of the things to like... one of the things to be aware of here is that in this mode, he actually does have storage for the cassettes, so the cassettes can essentially launch. From uh, from this mode, I think they referred to it as like a docking bay or something. Yeah, like something like something like that. A tape deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as we saw, the tapes uh, can peg into um, five mil peg holes. Now it's not just Soundwave who can wield these as well. Like some of the we've seen some of the characters in the diorama with these guys attached as well. So they sort of, I guess, function as shields. Um, yeah, we are of course looking at Ravage and Laserbeak. We'll come back to that. Uh, so yeah, so Ravage kind of looks a little bit more like um, uh, what was it Steeljaw, the uh, the the lion uh, blasters um, tape. Ravage looks kind of similar to the Bubblegum movie version, you know, with uh, larger patches of white and he's a bit bulkier and everything. This is true. Yeah, it does go to my it does go to my theory was, that they're all related, right? Yeah, I was going to ask that question at the start of the news. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I, I love Laserbeak's sort of um, yellow eye patch area thing there as well yeah like first appearance laser beak yes yeah very much i like that so um let's go let's go back and have a proper look at Soundwave's bot mode now as i was saying like it's very very g1 
Um, the weapon in his left hand is pretty G1. The weapon in his right hand, um, yeah, not so much. But um, it's like he's, he's got a version of that classic Soundwave leg design going. Uh, he's got sort of the big, big sort of cassette chest piece. He does seem to have inherited Optimus Prime's problem from Combiner Wars, where um, he's got a massive piece of glass that needs repairing. Um, someone needs to call Windscreen O'Brien, see if they do <laughs> Cybertron call-outs. But he, look, he's even got the the sort of the, the, the tape deck controls on the waist, and um, he's also got quite a bit of articulation there as well. Like you can see those. You can see those control bits moving in and out as uh, as they move the legs around. Question: Why have the tape deck controls on his waist if he doesn't have them in alt mode? Because the, this is the thing: the the bots are very G one accurate, and Soundwave's bot had it in G one. The alt mode, all bets are off. All right. Yeah, it's like they're going for the G one cartoon thing where it's like you know it's it looks like the characters do on Earth, but they turn into these Cybertronian alt modes. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll return to this when we get to the end. <laughs> small little Easter egg as well. He can turn into a Cybertronian lamppost. <laughs> of course he can. <laughs> uh, so there's a laser beak ravage. I, I, I quite like their cassette modes. They're, they're detailed, but they're simple. It looks better than stripes. <laughs> it does. Uh, yeah, it's very yeah they're, they're not doing the stupid <laughs> iPhone things. Well, that's and that's one of the biggest things. How, how do you bring Soundwave into today's age without micro cassettes, but yeah. Now look looking at this again, I feel like this is a hand painted um prototype. Mm. So the finish yeah. doesn't really look like I would expect uh, a figure to look out of the out of the box. But let's uh, put a gloss on it. It's too glazy. Well yeah I think yeah I think, that, I think that's I imagine the, the cracked window is probably just gonna be a sticker, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Oh yeah. That's too easy. Yeah, also one other little Which note. exactly what Hasbro would do. One other little note here is the... So I'm not sure if you'll see it in here. There you go. So you can actually see it here now. Um, you'll note that his left hand actually has a pose where his index finger is slightly extended. Which means when you get Trigger to... Finger. Here, no, when you get to here, he can do the eject pose. And that also is, the eject that button is, is painted silver here where it wasn't before. Correct. Look at that. Yes. So there you go. Um, so he, yeah. So Soundwave can do the uh, the, the classic eject pose, uh, which is quite a boon. Like a lot of Soundwave figures have not been able to do that. Mm. There's a there's a bit of a close up look at Ravage, and you can see he's next to Megatron's tank treads. And that's about all we got for Ravage there. Now uh, this guy's uh, this guy's new, um, and I can't remember his name. What's his? Oh, was this Brunt? Yeah. Brunt, yes. Brunt, which so is apparently... Brunt has a bit of a Galvatron feel to him uh, in terms of colors, colors but what, what were you saying he's a reference to? Well, apparently Brunt is the little guy that came with Trypticon. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. Which I thought that was um, the little guy that came with Titans Return Trypticon, but I don't know. I don't know my uh, G1 accessory figures. Mm, yeah, so but look, look the, this guy turns into yet another Cybertronian tank. I like, like, uh, this guy's getting quite a lot of love online. Like, I like that he looks different. Actually, maybe rather than a tank, he looks like he might be a bit of an anti aircraft battery mm. or something like that. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I just like that he's different. He's got a, he looks a like a generic goon, you know, like just a yeah. Decepticon. So he looks a little bit like a generic goon, but like his, 
Yeah, like his robot mode is pretty impressive. I like it. He's got these big claws for hands. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he is, he's got quite like a lot of detail in his legs and his movement. Yeah, he's very much styled after the uh, Cybertronian Centurions from the Stormbringer comic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot, a lot of people are, you know, sort of pointing this out as what is probably going to be repainted into Impactor and probably also Striker. Possibly. Did we not... Do we not already see Impactor? We have not seen Impactor. We just know we he's coming. We know that he's coming, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, that, w- that wouldn't be surprising. Here he is uh, for reels. Now, see, so this is the part where he becomes a lot more impressive to me than, like, the render is like, oh, okay, but this looks cool. Like, I like how much I like how much detail there is on him. Why has he got a gun handle on his torso? A gun because he handle? splits into a whole bunch of guns. Okay. Yes. Yes. So he does. So he actually, yeah, he can actually, um, he he officially parts forms. Yeah. This, this is another really impressive thing about they're calling him uh, Weaponizer Deluxes, mm. is that they have they look functional as a regular Deluxe, but they actually have you know, they break extra, apart. extra capacity to them. I don't know whether or not I'd got a photo of that, but yeah. Um, a couple of other photos just to round us out before we uh, before we sort of finish up and move on. Now uh, you can see you can see uh, Hound here, and I feel like this is one of the sort of one of the clearest shots we've got of uh, of Siege Hound. Yeah, well, um, it's actually just static, and you can get a good look at him. Yeah, and uh, he look, he looks pretty neat. I like him. Like, I'm, it, I'm it, it's just a nice that, looking figure. That a uh, flywheels or Skytread as they're calling him now. You like mean this that. dude? Yeah, he looks that awesome. Looks so good. I, I, I did, I did looks... fully expect him to be a uh, a repaint of Battle Trap, and uh, I'm really impressed that that's not what they've done. No, yeah, he just looks, he just looks so well done. I mean, there's nothing, there's not much else to say there. He's a really, yeah, really, really solid looking figure. I mean, Correct. Yeah. Just looks like G1 flywheels, but updated, you know, perfectly proportioned and everything. The sculpt is nice and coherent, looks well posable. I mean, so yet yet again, like given that he's a a couple of small figures combined together, like yet again, like there's awesome things happening at small scale in the generations line. One small little note you can see side swipe over to the right there. haven't got any images of him uh, specifically. And also, um, the figure on the left here, this is, I think this is Cog, is it? Yeah, he's from Fort G1, Fort Max. He's mm. the same thing as uh, Brunt, you know, just split apart for a bunch of guns. Yeah, yeah. Well, also neat. So, yeah. Now, um, I think that is about it. There's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are we feeling about Siege? Very Have... positive. Hmm. Have um has oh, Chunky? What's he called? I don't even know his name now. Have we have we jumped the G one shark here now? I don't know. How are you feeling about Siege? That was the question. Horrible. Why? Combine since Combine it was we have gone on this trend of staying specifically G one orientated. For the thirty years before that, we have done new things. We've had new designers come in. We've What's employed that? new designers and done all this stuff. And had different characters. It's not. All this stuff is just re-garbaged, recycled. We've been been getting G1-styled stuff for the better part of 10 years now. Not so much. If you count masterpieces, like, 
Uh, not Canning Masterpiece. I'm calling Canning Master yeah, Release. Because this is the this is the main collector line nowadays because it's the best selling one. Because people I don't really know why. Like I don't know why. Because, because people like this stuff. Like well, it's, it's a matter of just these are iconic designs and people can people find more attachment to them. And so we're, every still, we're still getting these new ones. You know, we're still getting. You know, our, we just finished R.I.D. Now we're going to Cyberverse. You know, we're getting all this new movie stuff. And, like, yeah, it is... I will say that, yeah, like, the comics steer fairly G1. Cyberverse is steering more G1. Movies are steering more G1. But it, I feel like it'll come back around, you, you know? If we're going to have, like, this little renaissance of G1, it's, it's okay. I mean, I, I do like the new things, but... I'm talking specifically Combiner Wars, Titans Return, Power of the Primes, Siege. It's because it's because it's for generations. It's going to be two more after Siege because exactly. Yeah. Are, so are, how many more primes? How many more Megatrons? How many more Shockwaves? Soundwaves? Seekers? Do you need? I'm fine with as many as we get. Okay. So if we keep on getting like obscure stuff like you know flywheels and cog and whatever, because yeah, we are doing G1 again. I think people forget just how expansive G1 was. Like, there's still there's still a lot of ground yet to be covered. Why are we seeing the same five characters, ten characters done? Because uh, they're the ones because that sell. Because yeah, because it's easy to make money. Like people will buy on Optimus Prime. They Hasbro's might not buy keep the lights on. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, look, we've 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 talked about this before. Like Hasbro, you might well consider that things like Energon and Armada, where they did actually go out and create. Oh, they created new characters, but they did keep some of the names. But you might the name consider, name conventions fine. It's you just... might well consider some of those toys and toy lines a bit of a failure because they've they've dumped them and then gone with something new after that, and they've enjoyed some success. So there's a That's... reason we keep coming back to Optimus Prime, and we keep getting Optimus Prime characters, and we keep getting Bumblebee characters because they're the ones that sell. So. It's not really it's not really too much of a surprise to see the line that's actually aimed at collectors go, yeah, you know what, we're just gonna give you guys what we think you want. We're gonna, but we're gonna that's But that's not what you want, but I think you're not really the typical collector. No, but that's been the franchise for thirty years, has been rebooting every three to four years and coming up with something new, having a new new content I mean, on I, TV. I, I, I think you might be I think you might be uh, overestimating just how new everything in the Thrilling 30 line was and that came well before Combiner Wars. That was the start yeah, of it. We've but, been doing Classics and Universe for over 10 years now. Yeah, classic Classics and Universe have been around for a really long time and they've been retreading G1 characters for a really long time. So I don't really know because you did specifically say that this started with Combiner Wars but it's been going on for a long time. Yeah, I, I think I, I do get where you're coming from. Because on the one hand, you know, like uh, the the idea of nostalgia is like, hey, this thing should remain as it is, and it's like, hey, why don't we have more G one? And on the one hand, I'm like, well, if you want G one, you have G one. Like, you can go back to it. It hasn't gone anywhere, right? But on the other hand, if this is what people want, if this is what they're going to buy, then Hasbro's, of course, Hasbro's going to make it. But yeah, we've we've and talked. There's plenty of G one that just hasn't been touched yet. Like even in the generations line, right? Like going back ten years or so, we were getting figures that of G one characters that never got figures in the first place, and there's still plenty that haven't been touched either. So yeah, we've discussed pre combined wars of that the generations line about how 
G1-esque it is, but how just how good those figures are. We've, we've talked about Springer and Standstorm and other figures like that, how they're not ideally G1 characters. and They are still, literally G1 characters. Yeah, but they're more comic-orientated or mm. something. But, yeah, something, just now... Yeah. But, but the, the thing is that like they've been re they've been retreading these G one characters for a long time. Like, are you upset because Flywheels is literally a jet and a tank combined? And no, Flywheels. Like... These last two Flywheels and whatever the last purple one are fine. They they're the best looking bots out of this whole lot. They are solid looking bots. They are not hollow crap that we've seen from Hasbro the last two and a half years. So I, actually, I do th I do think that these bots look a lot more solid than we have been getting. Yeah. There was someone yes, I seen someone solid than the like cyberverse stuff. Yeah, someone commented in the group today or the other day about how well, or about how these bots have not felt as solid as since Prime. Where last week I showed the um, R.I.D. Bumblebee, which is a solid figure. There's no holes. The inside legs are there. There's no gaps. None of that. None of that seemingly cuss cutting in, engin in engineering, but. So that's sort of blaring. That's going into another issue apart from the G1 thing. So, but look, look. I, I, th I think the cost cutting exists for a, a, a harsh real, a harsh reality of a reason, which is that plastic is made from oil, and world oil prices go up. So, as you, as the prices for actually the raw materials for these figures go up, there's a couple of things that happen. Either the figures themselves come down in size, and I suspect these might end up being a little bit smaller than we think. Um, the figures go down in size, or you use all these tricks that um, that companies have been coming up with when they do 3D printing. Like instead of printing something solid, they print it with like a, a hexagonal insert or something, so that it's got structural integrity, but it doesn't, you know, it uses like one twentieth of the materials. And like you can see that, like you look at look at Sideswipe's leg over here as well. Got a hole in the back of it, yeah. So yeah, that like there's a hole in the back of it. There's there's this part around around here on around where the left knee comes in, and that's because they don't want to they don't want to spend the material on the inner leg of this character because it's going to put the price up and it's going to have an effect on some something else that's less noticeable or more noticeable. He's the same size as flywheels, less detailed, same parts count, being a being a deluxe figure. Yet he's got he's got the hole in the back I leg. Say the pay the parts count is the same, but sure. Well, yeah, but the, the, what mistake. I'm what I'm trying to say is that there are reasons why you get the you get the the hollowed out legs and the hollowed out arms. Mm -hmm. like, look, Flywheels has a hollow area here in his arm where his where his hand goes in. Well, right? they all they all have that because that fold out hand gimmick. But, yep. Yep. Some of these things I think you just need to accept as modern engineering, modern engineering and modern economics. Yep. So I'll just get back on my rocking chair and start yelling at kids on my front lawn. It's fine. <laughs> Let's try to breeze through the rest of it. There's not too much to go on here, but Hasbro revealed the uh, tank head of the Autobot uh, Guardian that uh, we, we looked at earlier with uh, a couple of images making their way around Twitter and some news sites. So this was from the uh, the Hasbro Transformers brand presentation, and uh, you can see just how big Amiga Supreme's head is going to be uh, on the forthcoming Titan-class figure here. Now, I'm not entirely certain what is going what part is being held and moving on here uh but if we go and look at this one there as well so there's a there's a better shot of uh, of the tank that will uh be going around omega supreme's tracks mm, it the trypticon's leg was far more impressive this it looks about the same size as what the current <laughs> g1 
tank is. It doesn't look, it's a little bit bigger, but not by much. So I know, I know that it's going to, it's, well, it should be as big as what we've got already, but I'm, yeah, yeah I'm, until Predacon come out, I'd be, I would have always happy to see Omega Supreme, but I'm, yeah, we'll wait and see what we get with the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, so yeah, look, Omega Supreme is definitely going to be uh, the, the 2019 Titan class Transformer, which means those one Scorpion are going to have to wait another year or two. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. So, um, yeah, uh, look, I guess they can't do three Decepticon Titans in a row, right? <laughs> we need, <to laughs> we need a, a bot between space and mouth. Uh, so one of the last uh, one of the last reveals that we will be talking about from New York Comic Con uh, was some poster art seen from Entertainment Earth going into going into things in the last week with uh, what looked like a new studio series Drift, and it turns out oh, there's yeah, so here he is. So uh, new new studio series Drift. He is uh, packaged with the mini Dinobots that were seen but never really explained in the last night and we never really got toys of them so um yeah it's 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 neat to see that uh neat to see that uh i think all three of them mm. uh are coming in the box with drift now this is the same drift mold that we've seen shell forming already so it's kind of hasbro's attempt to you know generate a little bit more interest in in the uh the figure more you know saving a bit of money by using the same mold and just Sort of updating its paint job, but um, you know, packing in the packing in the mini Dinobots is also probably something that's going to appeal to collectors because I think the mini Dinobots are one of the things that were kind of universally thought to be pretty cute, but we had no idea why they existed for the last night. Yeah, I think they were just kind of unmemorable. Like, didn't really factor into anything. No, they hadn't. Like, they had no bearing on anything, but they were cute. So, yeah. Question: You said current drift mold. This isn't the last night drift. If it is, they've added a heap of paint and detail to it. I think they've added a heap of paint and detail to it. Look at those shins. And secondly, yeah, is... shelf warming. I've not seen that figure anywhere, ever. If, if a figure is on the shelves, it warms. I've yeah. All right. If someone knows it's on the shelf, buy it for me. I'll pay for shipping because I really need this figure. and I'm going to wait for the Studio Series one because this one looks fantastic. He does. He does look good. Like it, it is kind of funny to believe that it is the same figure that we currently have. Yeah. yeah no, it is. Um, and the baby Dinobots is just a, just an extra cherry yeah. on the cake. Well, yeah. 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 I think this seems to be continuing the sort of trend. I guess at this point, of your two examples areas of Studio Series exclusives just being a previous mold from a different line, just with more paint. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, you know, it, it, there's, a, there's there'll be a few that they slip in here and there. Also, just a slight call out: this is number thirty six in the studio. <laughs> line. Like, that is actually quite impressive, and they've yes. managed to get quite a lot of figures out in this line. Otherwise mm -hmm. known as number eighteen of the figures that aren't Bumblebee. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, uh, and there's a little bit more of a close up look at him there. Uh, yeah, so see. with that, uh, yeah. So there's uh, also he is up for he is up for pre-order. You can buy from Entertainment Earth if you're in the states or if you are in Australia. Um, he's up at Toybot Imports, and they're ready to ready to take your orders now. Max, yes. I need to talk about this guy quickly. 
So oh, we, we need to talk about what the hell is going on here. So we did see a couple of uh, a couple of new figures for the uh, Bumblebee movie. They are what are they called? Energon igniters. Uh, this guy is Megatron, also known as Blitzwing, apparently. So uh, he he has a tank mode that is practically Megatron, and uh, yeah, he doesn't have a jet mode. Yeah, I mean, so he's this is strange. <laughs> Just um, as strange as the movie. Yeah. Okay, so like this whole thing of they say the character is Blitzwing, but it looks like G One Starscream, right? And then they do a prequel comic to the movie, which is very clearly not quite canon. Like, no, it's canon. It should be. It should be. That thing cannot possibly be canon. It like, is. It's. Sorry, it is. Let's agree to disagree, and by disagree, I mean agree that you're wrong. <laughs> that's not what I. That's not actually my definition of disagree. Okay, but in that comic, there is a Blitzwing, and he looks nothing like the movie. And he has these colours. It is set in like the 60s or the 70s or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, I guess. But then you've come out with a repaint. Like, mind you, the Blitzwing in that comic is very clearly a triple changer in his robot mode. The Blitzwing in the movie just looks like Starscream. There's no evidence of tank parts whatsoever. Oh, you mean Starscream looks like Starscream and Blitzwing is a different character? Yeah, (laughs) They're uh, they're inverted quotes in um, (laughs) air quotes with the Blitzwing. I understand. I understand. However, um, in, in the line where we are getting a figure of Megatron and Hot Rod, even though they don't exist in the movie, sure, whatever. Here we go. Mm. So, uh, yeah, Energon Igniters. Um, that's, it's I mean, just odd. It's exactly the same alt mode, like engineering, to the fact that his oh, head yeah. is between those front tank treads. It's a, it's a repaint. It's a repaint. A one step changer. Yeah. yeah. Revenge of the Fallen. That's, that's, that's what these it figures are. These guys are one step changers. The. the Weirdest thing with that for me is that he has the colours and the mould look nothing like it. But then he just has so just just a straight up Starscream looking head, complete with a red on the back. Hmm. Like he <laughs> looks just True. out of place. I, I don't understand. I, I, I like the fact that there are people who think that this is actually an intentional fake out by It's great. Uh... I, I yeah, I just don't understand. I I have no comprehension of what's going on right now with this character. Doesn't but... matter. Let's look. At, let's keep looking at some other photos. Now, one of the things that we came up with last week was a theory that uh, while the bots that are triple changes in Bumblebee will will be triple changes on screen, they may not be represented by triple changing toys. Now, mm. this is a version of Shatter that very clearly transforms into a car. There you go. Where and there's. There's, there's the yeah, Mad let's Max, not look at that. The Mad Max version. <laughs> um, and let's scroll down a little bit here because this, mm. loads, sorry, <clears throat> this is a version of Shadow that very clearly transforms into a jet. So um, <laughs> I believe you made this call last week, Brad, and you're quite right. They're not going to do triple changing figures, but they will do two figure, two characters for each of the figures. So, so there you go. So there's there's Shatter in uh, in Jet and in Robot mode. Let's go back to the abomination that was this. <laughs> <laughs> the abomination. Okay. On a more technical note, you know how I was saying last week that it seems like this movie changed aesthetic halfway through. Yes. Is it like all the Prime figures seem to be like G1 colors? 
but the classic movie prime design. Oh yeah, it's so, definitely movie prime elements. So this. That's makes and gives of a sort of eighteen month development window for figures. But by which I mean, God knows how these things take eighteen months. Um, <laughs> it, it makes me think that these were designed based on what they initially saw of a movie, and then when the movie lent more G one, they just didn't have time to change things. No, it's it's always been a continuation of the Bay films, no matter what has been said previously. It's just retrofitting it, retrofitting it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty obvious they're going to try and you know like sneak out some more movie toys um, Mm -hmm. and you know see what happens. But like the movie design is not completely incongruous. The movie toy design is not completely incongruous with what what we're going to see on screen. So it's. like you said, the aesthetic seems to have changed, but not that much. So we'll see. Anyway, let's um let's go on. There's a yeah, prime, prime, and there's uh shadows jet mode, and now we're back to Starscream. I think we're done. I think I, I think we're done. I think um, I'm done and twice as confused as I've been about this thing yet. Yeah, but... I, I'm I'm not sure that we know exactly what is happening. So just to be clear, Max, what is your bet with Mikey? Okay, my bet with Mikey is that I think the character is Starscream. Which character? Obvious, the ca- the main villain of the movie, the one that looks like G One Starscream. That okay. we've seen in the trailer. Yep. Yeah, I think that is Starscream. Mikey thinks it's Blitzwing. If it's Starscream, I get fifty dollars off of Mikey. If it's Blitzwing, I pay Mikey fifty dollars. All right. Cool. And if. The bet is off if there is some stupid reveal where the character goes, oh, you thought I was Blitzwing, but actually I'm Starscream, or the other way around. No, because it's still Starscream. doesn't matter if he's under a shadow of Blitzwing, it's still Starscream. There's no bet off. It's either Starscream or it's not. <laughs> or it's uh, my, Mikey was insistent, so I agreed to that. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like uh, one of you is getting cold feet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, you, you're anyway. feeling you're feeling just like I'm feeling about the whole siege thing. So, yeah. All right, let's move on. We got uh, so not, none of us have new acquisitions this week. So I wanted to talk a little bit, just quickly, give a, a shout out to one of our Facebook members who uh, wowed us all with this this week. Um, I'm talking about uh, Pen Crystal Chan. Pepsi. Well, so it, so it's a crystal. It's a crystal g1 convoy and uh there is no crystal g1 convoy so what he's actually done is he's purchased a clear ko and colored all of the pieces so he's taken it apart and um yeah you can you can see his uh, sort of blowing up shot here he's taken it apart he's colored all of the pieces and put them all back together as a uh, a crystal g1 convoy so great Question. job it looks fantastic how do you color Clear without just painting. Over it. I, I don't know. There are there, there are very impressive. There is are it ways dyed? Dyed? I think it is. I think it is dyed. But um, yeah. you can also ask Pen. Well, yeah. I think some customizers I've seen will like they can dye opaque plastic. So I'm assuming it's more plausible to do it for clear plastic. Remember, we've also seen people change the color of the clear Soundwave masterpiece that was. Um, uh, year of the goat we call it goat wave we've seen people change it to blue yes a, a whole lot of people a lot smarter than i am know how to do this yeah look basically it's chemicals right well yeah 
but th this isn't this isn't painting over the clear figure. This is making the the clear white it into is, clear. It is not painting, no. No, this is clear red, clear blues, like that head, the legs. You can see through it. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's it's weird. Yeah, look, it's like I said, it's really impressive. Um, mm. I, I wanted to make sure that I, I wanted to make sure that I brought it up on the podcast this week because, like, it's the amount of effort that he's gone to to do it is just yeah, it's really blowing me away. So yeah. I might just send him a message. Yeah, there's a little bit of TCA business to discuss. Brad, you're at a convention tomorrow. Which one is it? Board of Dimensions here in Albury-Wodonga. Um, we've done it. This is the third year we've been doing it, so. It's um, going to be good to get out and um, display again. All me, most of my stuff's been packed up since Nerdmania a couple of months ago. So once this one's done, I can unpack some figures and get them back in me click and display again. Hmm. Cool. And Max, you went to the, uh, the the Comics and Toy Fair on Monday, which for some of the Eastern states was a um, public holiday. I think it was a public holiday in Adelaide too, right? Yeah, it was uh, one of Labor, Labor, Labor Day, Day or something. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I don't I don't know what it is. I just know it. I, I don't have to do anything that day. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out this week, this year, you did. No. But yeah, we um, was at the Comic and Toy Fair again. You know, didn't... It was funny. I was like, you know, it's just another one of these. I'm not going to make a big fuss about it. I'm not going to, you know, do anything spectacular. And it ended up being one of the better shows we've had in the Comic and Toy Fair because it's like Brett, the guy who runs it, he does a fantastic freaking job getting that thing set up. Like, it is an achievement making that work <laughs> and it gets better and better every time uh there was a massive backlog of people who couldn't get a stall this time around because of there's just so much demand so he's going to move it to a bigger location for the next one which is fantastic for us yeah great um, and so yeah, this, this isn't just... this isn't the same the same thing as the one i came over for a couple of months ago so yeah you went to the mega toy fair mm -hmm. which is it's it, it's just bigger. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically just a bigger version and not quite as well run. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not really a dig. It's Fine. more just that Brett knows what he's doing and he does it really well. Like he he it's started in like his back garden and moved to a ton of like the Croatian club or something. And now it's I think the next location it's going to be. It, then it went to. A, now it's at CBC, and I think it's going to move to the showgrounds. Like mm -hmm. he's he's got his stuff down pat. Cool. And just as a TCCA event, it was just really really good to you know, just you know get new people interested, but also just you know chat and meet with so many people who have just like have a really legitimate passion and love for the hobby. It was yeah a really good day. Excellent. Yeah, nice. Did you buy anything? No, clearly not. <laughs> I had a good mate of mine, Sam Cripps, actually gifted me a G1 Silverbolt box, which was pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we are at the point where we have reached the end of the show. We've gone a little bit over time, but I think it's okay because there's a lot of new toys to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, does anyone have anything to raise before we uh, before we close it out? No, I think that's it. We're done? All right. Yeah. So... Everyone, thank you for listening. If you are watching the live record, thanks for checking us out. We're going to check you out right back. Just you know, pay no attention to the uh, man behind the curtain. If you want to find out more about these stories, you'll find links to all of them and more in the show notes posted to the, uh, the Facebook page and the Podbean site. 
You can find us on transformersweekly.podbean.com if you want to subscribe. And uh, our Facebook page is Australian Transformers Weekly. And Brad and Max and I are all in Transformers Collectors Club Australia on Facebook. Uh, you can, of course, uh, find more information about Transformers Collectors Club Australia at transformerscca.com. TCCA is a registered club in Victoria run by volunteers who donate their time and money, like us, right now to make the club better for everyone. We want to connect Transformers fans around the country and we do it by engaging the collecting community. Sometimes we like to argue as well. That is it from us. And uh, we'll be back with more Transformers news next week. We do expect that... uh, we do expect that being the week after New York Comic Con, it might be a bit of a slow week for news, but uh, we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes when we get to next Friday night. There'll be crumbs. There'll be, some yeah, crumbs. There'll be, there'll be something around. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, and goodbye. Awesome. Bye, guys. Nice.